0: Hello, podcasters, it's Julie Story. This is a podcast where you're gonna hear the journey, the highs, the lows, the funny stuff, the inspiration, motivation, the wisdom, it's all here. That's what my podcast is about. On this episode, I'm talking about sadness, being in journey, and the power of encouragement. I wanted to let you know, finally, Alexa listens to you if you tell alexa to play the julie story podcast she will play it finally like remember when i couldn't get her to play it and it was like playing somebody's weird podcast anyway she's listening now so go ahead and try that out also i would love to hear feedback from you go ahead and tweet me at julie underscore story or dm me uh, over on instagram but i hope you enjoy this podcast because i feel like there's so many nuggets in here that you're gonna love Hello, podcasters. So glad that you are here. I know I say that every single time, but every single time I get on this podcast, it does something for me. It makes me so excited and so happy. And I just, I love doing it. It's like even when stuff is like crumbling and it's raining, it always makes me feel happy just to be here and like be walking this out with you together because we're in this together. We are, even though you're not here with me, we're in this together. Okay, it's you and me. So this past week, oh man, this past week, I wish you could see my face right now as I say this past week because it just, it was raining, it was pouring, there was lots of old men snoring. Like it was just, it was not good. Uh, It was probably the worst week I've had in 2019. And um, I'll probably give more into details into it in a later on podcast, but it just, it was like every day it got a little bit worse. And if you've been following me in this podcast, you know that 2019 has been the most amazing just year, like mental health wise and just like so many things just like clicked for me like just you know when you like have those aha moments and you're like it feels like Oprah is with me like just in spirit like she's just here like those aha moments that you you know that something even divine is happening because there's just so many things that are clicking into place and like you you get into a groove and you feel energized you feel inspired and all those all those amazing things and maybe even like you change your habits a little bit and you start to see awesome results. Like that was what 2019 has been for me. It's just been amazing. Um, but this week was not amazing. Uh, it just kicked me. It like sucker punched me. It was like somebody just, just life walked over and just kicked me in the shin. It was just like, when and then when i was like down crying from the pain like it was leg day just a tsunami came and then after the tsunami it just meteorites just blew everything up and i've told you before when i tell my kids stories because i love telling stories i know you're shocked they uh, i always like will, i will, like build climax like i will just build the story and like build the character and build the hero build the bad guys like five minute story and then they're just on the edge of their seat looking at me and they just say, and a meteor came and blew everything up. And it's just like, I don't know, it's just like a, it's just like a funny thing I do with them. They're like, no mom, wait, what happens? But um, no, a meteor came and blew everything up. And I'm telling you this because um, I just am realizing so much about myself in walking out. The journey and being honest with myself in the middle of the journey. And what I've realized is like it is really tough to show up in your brand when you feel really discouraged, when you feel like life just is hard and there's just stuff going on and like it's just life. Like, and everybody has their thing. I, I tell this to Andre all the time everybody has their thing. And it's really easy to look at our thing and think, my thing is just the worst. Like whatever it is that you're dealing with in your life that's your thing, that's your thing, and it's something that's there. And you can either choose to look at it and, and hate it and, and feel frustrated at it and just let it kick you around for a few years, or you can take a deep breath and practically walk out, you know some of the, uh, the journey some of the journey, but doing it, um, aware and mindful of yourself and what your needs are and just, you know, extreme self-awareness. You hear me talk a lot about that, but we all have our thing and especially with social media and watching other women kind of zoom past us. Sometimes we've, I think we really believe that we're the only one who has a thing and we're not, and everybody does. And you know, it. I hate when I hear, um, and I, I hate using the word hate. <laughs> I just never use that word. I just was, I just was raised like, you just don't use that word. So I'm going to, I'm going to retract. I'm not going to say hate. I extremely dislike when I hear, um, people trying to compare their pain stories. And what I mean by that is like, you know, we, as women, we, we walk through stuff and we experience pain and, Sometimes we feel like we need validation for our our journey and our story through throwing out our stories haphazardly to somebody else, a friend, a coworker. You know, like if you, you boss babe and you're running a brand with somebody else, you have an assistant or whatever, your hairdresser. Oh my gosh. Hairdressers. Shout out to hairdressers, by the way. They're like the, the unsung heroes, the unsung therapists in the beauty industry, like hairdressers hear the stories, right? Cause you know, when you get your hair done, you just sit down, you're like sipping your tea. Like I, and I asked my hairdresser, um, all the time. I was like, do people just come in here and just like share spill the tea and she's like yeah and like I just try and like be a support and be encouraging to them and I think it's so great when you have hairdressers that like are there to like support emotionally (laughs) not only like support the beauty of the woman but also emotionally but um it's it's it, it pains me when I hear women comparing pain stories because everybody's pain is pain there are definitely just things in life that are just it, it's, I, I don't even have words to describe some of the things I've heard that people walk through. I don't understand what it's like some of these women that have walked through bigger things than I've ever walked through. But we don't have to compare pain to be love for each other. and We don't have to compare pain stories to be able to be a support for another woman, for another person. We can be love and um, empathetic Without, without needing to feel like, oh, you think your story is bad? Let me tell you about my story. We're all in journey. And my, my therapist, she was talking to me about like expectations of life. And she was talking to me about, you know, when you grow up, you have this kind of idealistic view of what you wanted your parents or your family or your life to look like. And there's a journey of kind of addressing that kind of turning back towards your expectation of life especially when the expectation of what you thought would happen in your life didn't happen so what do you do with that disappointment you got to deal with it otherwise it's going to continue to perpetuate pain in your life and your heart and that pain's going to continue to spill out in every area of your relationships because you have a deficit somewhere you have a deficit because your life didn't turn out the way that you thought that it would and what do you do with that deficit And she was talking to me about reconciling those deficits of acknowledging in myself, where did I have an expectation that didn't get met in my life or my, you know, whatever. And and turning towards myself and understanding that I have everything that I need. I really believe that God gives you everything that you need before you need it. I really believe that. I mean, he gave us Jesus before we needed it. He already did it. That work was already done before we needed it. So when we get to these moments in our life, we get to these weeks that's just like a sucker punch. And it just sucks. Like there's just, there's no other way to describe it. Like this week sucked. It just did. And there was tons of disappointment, tons of expectations that didn't get met for me in my life and my brand and all these different areas. And what I realized was that I got to this week A different person. I got to this week a different Julie because of all of the time and energy and effort that I've put into self, self self-awareness, self-love, habits. So when I hit this disappointment, what I did was I acknowledged it. I acknowledged that it was there. I didn't try and stuff it I didn't try and hide it. I acknowledged it. And you know those moments where you really feel like you want to cry, but you can't? Like, it's just sitting in there. Like, this is the tears are just, like, just like in there somewhere inside of you. And they're just, like, they just won't come. I don't know why that happens. Like, I feel like I want to cry. I want to cry. There's nothing going on in my life right now to cry. Why can't I cry? It's, like, uh... Remember Cameron Diaz in the holiday? She's like, I haven't cried in like 10 years. It, felt, it feels like that. Like, why does that happen? I don't know. I don't know why that happens. But it just got to this moment and I just was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause everything. I'm going to give myself space to have a personal day. And um, I did. <laughs> I did. I gave myself a personal day. And it was tough because it just felt like so discouraged. And it's in those moments of discouragement I realize how incredibly valuable encouragement is. It's like you don't really appreciate warm, dry socks until your socks get wet inside your shoes. It's like that. Like I think encouragement is like that. Like you don't like you don't even notice if your socks are wet or dry until you have your socks on in the house and you step on a half melted ice cube. That's the only time that you notice. But I feel like I underestimate encouragement. And it's not until I get super discouraged that I realize this is encouragement is so extraordinary. Like it is so incredibly valuable to us as people and like I I'm an encourager and that's just one of my spiritual gifts and like I want everybody to know that they can do all things I want everybody to know that they're amazing I want everybody to know that they blended their eyeshadow right and like there's no line on their chin from their foundation like I, I want to walk into a room and I want everybody to feel light and bright and happy I'm like I'm like joy on like inside out I I found like sadness in this podcast, but really I'm joy most of the time. We were watching that movie again. Have you seen that recently, Inside Out? I love this movie uh, just because I feel like I can relate to like all of them, all the little like feelings inside. But you know, the whole premise of the movie spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, just like skip the next like 15 seconds or 45 seconds. The whole premise of the movie is joy doesn't see a need for sadness the 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 main character joy who's running you know wants to run Riley's life she doesn't see value in sadness at all so she doesn't want sadness to affect any of the memories that Riley has and she doesn't get sadness's place in her world of joy So the whole movie, she's trying to protect moments from sadness. She's trying to protect memories from being touched by sadness. And it's interesting having, you know, hugged sadness a lot this week. There's a place for sadness. And I love this moment, like towards the end of the movie, where... Joy finally understands that in order for Riley's parents to understand what Riley's going through and the deep kind of internal struggle that Riley's having from moving away from friends and experiencing all these new things and missing her life because her family moved, the only way that Riley's parents can know that she's feeling this way is through the expression of sadness. And I think this is so poignant, at least for me. Like, I don't, I, you know, you might not be in the same place in your journey, but I just came out of a really long season in, in you know, a religious circle that, um, that didn't value sadness. And, you know, there's, there's lots of different... Um, There's lots of different communities of people. There's lots of different groups of people that we're involved in. And everybody kind of has their own flavor. And and, and I definitely don't want to say this is a broad stroke on every single Christian community. But I really do feel like there has been such a lack of valuing the emotional journey that somebody goes through. And that's one of the reasons why I just love being so transparent here is that we all have those moments where we have been sucker punched we just do and even though i'm an encourager even though like i want everybody to feel that joy and that light and even though i highly have a value for encouragement i want to inspire Um, the people around me, even just by sharing my life story, I understand how incredibly valuable it is to let somebody be in journey. Even though I'm an encourager and even though I want people around me to feel happy and all those things, I have learned as I have matured, that means I had to walk through immaturity that's me, shout out. Had to walk through immaturity to get here. I have learned that it does not help somebody in journey to dismiss their feelings because it makes me feel uncomfortable that they're sad. It doesn't help me and it doesn't help them either. When I was kind of walking this out, and you know, I'm just so open with Andre and he's just amazing. If you can ever meet Andre in your life, you need to do it. Like if there's ever a time that we're doing like a conference and Andre's like, don't come for me, just come for Andre because this man is amazing. He would never, he's just so humble too. He's just like, he feel, oh man, he's so funny. He's amazing. But he was trying to help me and encourage me in the middle of feeling just a lot of sadness and just disappointment and discouragement. And his his approach, he would kind of, I was noticing In the middle of this, he would kind of go from, um, you know, feeling just really understanding and then immediately switch over to kind of being that joy that's like, you can do it, you know, all those things, which is really great. And I really love that his mind was there just like, you got this girl. Like, I am so thankful for it. I wasn't thankful in the timing of it, though. The timing of that, it actually felt more painful for some reason to, to have him kind of go back and forth um, than to just kind of sit with me in the middle of the sadness. Not because I wanted to be a victim or because I wanted to stay there, but just because um, I needed to process it out and I wasn't ready to transition yet. And I read this book. I've talked to you about this book. I've listened to this book, actually. Not read it. Audiobook. Audible. Your first book is free, by the way. I, not sponsored by Audible yet. It's called The Whole Brain Child. If you listen to no other book as a parent this year, this one will be enough. I listened to the first four chapters. I had to re-listen to, like, I haven't even gotten past the first four chapters. That's how amazing the first four, like, life-changing parenting everything. But essentially, they talk about how the way that the brain is made up is, um, the emotional epicenter and then the logical epicenter. When you're in the middle of the emotional epicenter, you cannot logic your way out. And sometimes um, sometimes people try and logic ourselves. They try and help us logic our way out of our emotions. It just doesn't work. We have to experience that sadness. And at the, at the middle, I think I, I got off track here, but at the end of the movie or towards the end of the movie, there's this moment where, you know, Joy kind of like steps back and lets sadness take over for a minute. And when I'm talking about sadness in this story, I'm doing the context of the story. I'm not talking about like stay in the middle of your sadness forever and like never, like no, I'm talking about in the story. So she lets sadness kind of take over. And then there's this moment where Riley's like sharing with her parents exactly how she feels. And her parents do exactly what they say to do in the whole brain child, which is, I understand how you're feeling oh my goodness, like, I feel, like, I get you, where you are right now, I get it, I get, I get you, I get your pain, I understand, and so then she hugs them, and then she has this moment where joy and sadness both together help her process the pain, and she kind of, like, exhales, and I start crying, like, tearing up, not bawling, but I start tearing up immediately, and, like, I just look at Andre, and, like, we're just, like, it was just like such. I was like my favorite moment. I probably have thought about that moment like fifty-five times in the last week, just because it was just like, oh, I get it. I got some. I just got something else. Like there's this revelation in Pixar. Have you ever gotten revelation from Pixar movies or like movies? I love it. But that moment was, I get you. I understand you. And what I'm realizing about encouragement in the middle of um, feeling sad. Is that encouragement can look like sitting with somebody in the dust. It can look like sitting with somebody in the middle of their pain or their sadness. And not trying to rush them out of it because it makes us feel uncomfortable. And I just haven't experienced that enough. I haven't experienced that enough. And it makes me feel like, gosh, I want to be more of that for the people around me. I want to be more of that, that woman that comes alongside of other boss babes, knowing the journey and knowing that it sucks sometimes and knowing that we put our heart and soul into things and it doesn't work the way that we thought it would or knowing that we've all had those clients who have been in absolute pain and not because they're bad people, but because they weren't a good fit for us. It's it's like kind of going into a having the wrong client. It's like going into a cocktail party, you know that feeling. You don't really know anybody. And you maybe grab a drink. You scan the room. You see some people that you feel like maybe they're my crowd. And maybe you go over and you start talking to somebody, and then it gets really awkward. And it almost feels painful because the conversation is so like labored. Like nobody knows what to say. You know, there's lots of long pauses. And you're just like, I don't know what this is right now. Like, and then, and then the worst is, don't you hate this moment? I'm about to like spill the tea on myself. I hate the moment where you're like either bored or you're just not f- like vibing with something Maybe they're new and you're like, how do I transition out of this like conversation? It's so awkward for me. I don't know if it's because like I just feel like anxious about it, but like, You get those moments where you're just like standing with somebody and you're just like looking around. You both know too. Like you're in that moment and you both know what's going on, but like nobody will say it because that would be like the worst. The worst would be like you're standing there with somebody. It's super quiet. You've got your drink in your hand. The conversation has been long done. You've talked about things that you just, you're just trying to make conversation at that point. So the awkward silence wouldn't it be the worst if that person just looked at you and said, Hey, we're in this moment, aren't we? This is the awkward moment where we both are done with talking to each other, but we don't want to be, like, I think I would just be mortified. But I feel like we've all been to that moment before where we're like, I need a transition out of this. But when you, like, when you book a client, that's not a good, it feels like that, but like, it depends upon where you are in the process, you kind of can't transition out. I mean, at the point where the contract is signed, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess you can, depending upon what your contract says, but... Those awkward moments are the worst. They're the worst. Sometimes we get into those moments with people that like, oh, it just wasn't a good fit for us. And then we have to kind of, we have to get, get to the other side. But if, if we acknowledge that, we acknowledge that struggle as women, we can come alongside each other in a, in a much um, more impactful way. Because we're no longer hiding The fact that we have been there too. Like, what would it look like to build a community of entrepreneur women where we all stopped faking the funk? We all said, my identity is not wrapped up into what I produce or what I perform or how much I've made. And we all just got honest and real about what's been going on and the journey And the struggles, and that doesn't mean share the deep heart, like that doesn't mean share your heart with everybody, right? Like we got to be wise stewards of our hearts and our stories. I feel like it's so important for us to steward our stories. We just cannot throw them around like they're nothing. It's our journey. It's a part of our history. We have to value that. But what I'm saying is showing up as our real authentic self and being willing to admit, hey, yeah, I've struggled this year yeah, I tried something that didn't work and I felt really discouraged and I cried for about three days. I gave myself three days. I heard this this week, um, an audio that I was listening to. Somebody said, like a successful somebody, I can't remember who he was. He said, I gave myself three days to process the disappointment and then I said, okay, my days are done. And I was like, I really like that. Maybe in the future I won't do three, but... I cut in my mind, I mentally gave myself three days to process. And now every day that I processed, there was more stuff to process. But I gave myself that time and I gave myself permission to not have to show up trying to be the best of the best of the best right now. Instead, I was gonna be the best of the best of the best for myself and not for anybody else. And what that allowed me to do. Was it allowed me to check in and refocus and re-acknowledge and readjust what I needed to do so that I could show up today different? How many times do these things happen and we completely and totally ignore the sadness that needs to be processed? It, It... it sounds easier to just ignore it. It sounds easier to stuff it. And a lot of people, myself included, I'm a recovering stuff addict. Not stuff, like physical things. Like stuffing it emotionally. I saw this analogy once from Brian Johnson, uh, Bill Johnson's son. And he actually, um, yeah, Brian. He was talking about how the heart is like a balloon. So he brings a balloon on stage, and he was talking about how he's, he's walked through a lot. He just wrote a book, actually, that I really want to read. He went through depression and just kind of a panic attacks and all these different things, and how he kind of walked out that journey, which I love because I feel like we need leaders to talk to us about walking out the journey. We can, we can learn all day long from people that are willing to share, hey, this is my journey story. So he's sharing that story, but he was talking about the heart is like a balloon. So he's, he has the analogy where when stuff happens, it's kind of like blowing a little bit of air into a deflated balloon. And after a while, if you never let that air out, that balloon's going to explode. And the challenging thing about stuffing is that you never know when the balloon is going to explode. It's kind of like a volcano. I have seen far too many leaders, women, extraordinarily powerful people stuff their pain, put on performance, parade around, and then everything completely explodes. The crazy thing about explosions is that you cannot control who is impacted by the explosion, especially when you don't know when it's coming if we spend our time building our brands, stuffing our pain, stuffing the disappointment, stuffing the discouragement, and then we go into our personal life and we continue that habit and that pattern, one day we will explode. We don't know when, we don't know how. And unfortunately, The ones who normally get impacted by the impact of women stuffing themselves and women not dealing with their stuff and women not being self-aware is the people who are closest to the woman. And that means husbands and children and sometimes clients. Like the things that are closest to the woman are the ones that are going to be impacted by the shrapnel of the explosion. I'm telling you all this because I want to remind you when it comes to let yourself feel. When the disappointment and the discouragement comes, turn towards it so you can deal with it. Not so that you can sit there as a victim not so that you can say, woe is me, but so that you can address it so that the wound can heal properly. My husband does a lot of um he does a lot of listening and work in genealogy. He loves genealogy, he loves to know where people come from and all stuff. And in the middle of his journey, he loves um family. He's a teacher, so it's like he just loves family, he loves the idea of family. But just in his free time, he watches Red Table Talk. He doesn't, he won't mind if I'm telling you this. I always tell him, I always tell him, I'm like, Jada is like, not his boo, but his boo. You know what I'm saying? Like, I will, like Gary Vee, I listen to Gary Vee, Andre listens to Jada, and I'll come out and like, from getting out of the shower or whatever, and he's, you know, washing dishes or whatever, and Jada's on, I'm like, oh, there's Jada. (laughs) He just loves, I love it too. I really, really do. But it's just so it's just so funny because he just like he loves he loves Ian La love Fix My Life. And so he's always listening to these amazing leaders that are are thought leaders about kind of emotional work. Um, Oprah and those kind of people, which I love too, and I listen to all them too. But he talks about Andre talks about how trauma in in children is really deep uh, from what he's learned. It's, it's moments that have happened that weren't processed fully. So when you have a trauma in a, in, from a child, so something happens with a child and they don't process it fully or they don't get you know that closure as a child, it turns into a trauma which then affects them as an adult. And we talk about this stuff all the time, and it, which is so interesting. And when you when you understand that and you realize like okay so trauma can be something that happened that didn't get fully processed like you, if you think back on your life you know like those those little big things that still for some reason like impact you my kids have these that they bring them up to me all the time and like it wasn't until recently that it started to click I'm like I just thought it was like them talking but it was like, it actually was like a moment for them. Like not like a huge traumatic, dramatic thing. But it was just like a moment that kind of like got stuck in their mind. Have, have your kids ever talked to you about the things that they remember that just feel ridiculous to you? That they forget, you know, the trip you took them to Disney and the thousands of bedtime stories. But they'll remember that one time. Why are they so good at that? Like, they won't remember where they put their shoes that day. But they'll remember, Mom, that one time. This happened. This, like, my daughter. She is, like, she's so funny. She's, like, a collector of memories. And she's, like, so mischievous about it because you don't know when she's collecting the memories. You're just living, you know, like you do. And you like, I'm just not aware that I have this, like, memory collector and not, the, not all the good ones. Like, it's just like the silly ones that you're just like, why in the world do you, remember? like, what in the world? My son does it too. I don't know if I told you about this. My son still remembers and still talks about, by the way. Three years ago, my daughter went to her friend's house and they were swimming in the pool. And um, at that particular time, my daughter was offered a popsicle because it's summer and, and I was there because I was getting to know the family. And I was like, yeah, sure. My son still talks about the one time that my daughter got a popsicle and he didn't because she was at her friend's house. And I'm like, you know, I think it's time to let that go. You know, I just let, let, let's let that go. Like you've had 10,000 popsicles since then. They're just like funny like that. But my daughter, I feel like my daughter is like a little bit more than my son. Maybe they're both. Maybe they're both the most about this. But it's like those little moments and it's just like, of course the popsicle isn't a trauma for him, but it's just Sometimes we can have these things that happen that like lodge in our minds that we just don't fully process. And I can say for sure as a business owner, I did not let myself process what I needed to process in growing my business. I was so focused on just getting it going and keeping the car moving that when we hit a bump in the road, I didn't like stop to get out to check the tires. I just kept going. And I should have known, and I've told you about this, that one day that I was like crying in my car because I was just like, wrong client, didn't want to do what I was doing anymore, like just got really burnt out of it. And even though I had gotten to that point, that point of sadness, I didn't let myself check in and say, hey, where are you at right now? Because if you just keep moving forward, Like, you're not going to move very fast. It's going to be a really bumpy road. You're going to be really miserable because you're going to ruin other parts of this vehicle that you spent so much time building. Instead of like getting out, checking it in, changing the tire, getting a tune up on self, I just kept driving the car with a flat tire. And the flat tire wasn't that client or it wasn't the situation. It was what I kept doing that I should have quit in my business. And I didn't stop long enough to figure myself out. So when this stuff started to hit me this week, I decided I gotta stop. I gotta let myself process this out. I gotta figure this out. I think the one thing that changed this moment for me was that I had spent the last four months with a very clear vision of what I wanted and where I was going. So that was like a safety net for me. So it was like, even if I take these three days to process and do some, you know, still doing some work here and there, but even if I take these three days to process, and thankfully it was over the weekend too, so it was like, you know, there were other things going on so I could take a breather, I'm not just sitting on the couch, you know, that kind of thing. Um, But as I was processing through the days, it was helpful to have this safety net of vision. Because I knew everything was written down. I have the pictures. I have the goals. I have what I want to have happen in my life. And it was like this amazing safety net. It was like my own self-encouragement that I knew I could go to. I wasn't ready to go to it. I just need to process for a minute. But it was like, it made such a difference. And like, I wish I had heard this. That's why I'm telling you. You've got to have a very clearly defined vision of what you want for your life. And I'm not just talking about in your business. I'm talking about what is inside of you. What are your dreams? What do you wanna see happen in your life? Every single night I lay down in my bed and I visualize every, and I've done this even before I wrote it down. There's a vision that I can see in my mind. I don't know what it is. I don't know where I am. I kind of know where I am in the vision. I don't know if I want to share it yet. Maybe I will in the coming podcast. But I can see it so clearly. And so I just, I can see myself i can see where i'm standing i can see the people that are in the room with me i can see it so in every single night for a very long time i have visualized that those visions are like anchor points for us because the storm is gonna come it is might as well have an anchor so that when when the wind calms down you can go back and look and say oh this that's right this is who i am this is what i'm about this is what i want this is where i'm going it's so important. I wish somebody told me eight years ago, if the only thing that I did at the beginning of my brand was write a very clearly defined vision of what I wanted and where I was going, it would have served me so well. So well. So I hope that after listening to this podcast, you develop a little bit of just like, just like check in with your plan of action, for when you're when you hit those discouraging moments. And, and and also you never know who in your world, in your on your Instagram, on your Facebook, in your life is walking through some really hard stuff. Because we live in this country that perpetuates performance and masks. Because It feels safer to hide behind a smile. I was walking the dog this morning, and I saw my neighbor out there. And, you know, I did a classic, hi, good morning, how are you? And she's like, oh, good, how are you? And I was like, good. And I I was good. But as I was walking away, I thought, this is such a cultural norm. We just say we're good, even if we're not and I get it because we don't want to like share our like whole life stories with strangers, or sometimes people do. Those are also sometimes awkward we were at the park last week, and we're standing there with our dog, and this woman comes over, and she starts telling us just not like her deep heart life story, just about herself and her sons, probably for a good ten minutes straight, without us saying a word. I don't even think we said hello; we were just looking at her and like you know smiling because of course we don't want to be rude. But I was just like, "Oh my gosh, like we, she, she doesn't even know that we can speak. Like we just didn't even say anything because she's just like, everything. But I'm not saying do that." but it, there's just something really um, there's something really big that is going on in people's lives. Good, bad, everybody. And I think that's one of the reasons why kindness is just so important because you just don't know. And I have left this house on some of the most stressful, like crazy days that we've walked through in the rain where everything is flooding. And I'll leave the house, say hello to someone, and they have no idea. They absolutely would have no idea unless They either listen to the podcast or they stop for a second and like really looked at me and said, no, how's it really going? But I don't know that I would necessarily share all that with a stranger. (laughs) I'm saying that just to remind you, there's so much that we can do with kindness and empathy and encouragement. And sometimes that encouragement is just sitting with somebody in the silence of their moment. Sometimes that encouragement is just looking at somebody, seeing the expression on their face and going, oh man, like, oh, I can see that you're feeling frustrated or discouraged, like, I'm right here if you need me. Never underestimate the value of encouragement. You can literally change somebody's life. In a moment. Like we all want to be world changers. We all want to do these incredible things for people. We all want to build brands that are amazing. We all want to bless our clients like crazy and serve the world with our gifts. But if you look back on your life and look back on the people that came in and out of your life, how many times were you directly impacted by somebody seeing you and saying something about your greatness. It's free. It doesn't cost us anything to be that for somebody. It doesn't cost us anything to see a boss babe and to say, you are killing it, girl. I admire you. And not only on her good days, but also on the days maybe she doesn't post or maybe she posts something that's, like, not as happy as what it was before. This past week, in the middle of my craziness, and I won't even tell you where I was sitting when I got it, but I got an email from one of my favorite clients, the extraordinary Kristen Booth, KristenBooth.net. Uh, she's a fairy tale wedding photography photographer. She shot our wedding. I love her to death as a person, and she's been one of my most amazing clients who's now a friend, but, um, she wrote me and like, she didn't know. She had no idea what this week was like for me. And I get this email from her. She's like, Hey, listening to your podcast. Shout out Kristen. If you're listening now. And I about like started crying because her words were like fresh air. In a moment where I was just struggling. And it was just so sweet. And so just like encouraging. And she let me know how I was impacting her. And then she gave me my own like little pep talk. Like we all need pep talks like that. And I was just like. I just wrote her back immediately. And I was just like thank you for taking the moment to do that. She took a moment out of her time to give me something and it was like exactly what I needed to put a pet back in my step and she had no idea. Don't underestimate the value of encouragement. If you think it and it's positive and it's good and it's life bringing, comment, DM, send an email. If you wake up thinking about somebody, send them an email. It takes 30 seconds. You never know what that person is going through. And you never know if that's God telling you, hey, that person needs to hear something. And I've chosen you, so I'm going to drop this person's uh, image in your mind. Don't miss it. Because I can tell you sitting on my couch... In that moment, i feeling really discouraged. And I was like, God, I just need some encouragement right now. That's what I need. I need some encouragement right now. Because I just am feeling not good. And about, it was about a day later that I got that, that message. So walk out your journey. Let yourself feel. Let yourself go to sadness if you need to. Remember that in the middle of your journey, that you have the power to give someone life and they really, really, really need it today. So please, take time today. Pick someone random from your Facebook. Pick somebody random from your Instagram. Pick someone random from your, your, your um, phone. Send somebody love in the middle of your journey. I'm telling you, it, it can change a life. I love you. Thank you so much for listening to me. You guys are extraordinary encouragement for me. Like it's still so humbling that you're listening and that you're here. So I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. And until next podcast, I will talk to you soon. So much love. Okay, bye.